everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of the Double XP Podcast, your one-stop shop for video game news, personal opinions, and the occasional rabbit hole. I'm the ninja that hides in the light. Mike. Oh, I'm the light that hides in the ninja. Patrick. Oh my. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> You're the light inside. I guess so. You're I'm the, the light holy in the ninja. dark. Mm. You're the light in my darkness. Oh. <laughs> that's, Yay. That's, a, that's the best compliment I've gotten in the last three minutes. <gasps> Yay. Well, well, dang. I feel like I accomplished something today. Uh, I'm going to say you did. Yes, 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 yes. Anyway, Mike, Howdy, what have you been up to? Oh, me? Uh, 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 <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I know, you did. It's usually I'm the one who starts it off, but okay. Let's <laughs> see. Plot twist. I've been working, I've been traveling, and I've been playing Switch because we all know I just I like my Switch. Yeah, yeah, you do. I do. Uh, let's see. What's uh? What has Mike been playing? Mike's been playing Mark of the Ninja, uh, playing some more of that DLC on Pokemon Shield because I finally got it to where they just announced the uh, shiny legendary Pokemon that everybody was doing the raid to beat uh, 2 million of. Yeah. He's available now, so I got on Pokemon Home and did the thingy for him and ended up getting him, so now he's in my party and I'm going around nice. training. Nice. Uh, Playing more SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, the rehydrated edition. I'm up to 71 golden spatulas. Whoa. I decided to cool down a little bit and let my sister catch up with me. She's at 27 spatulas. Well, she's got some catching up to do. Yeah, and sorry then, for the fireworks. It's going to be happening. And then a game I've been keeping an eye on, Eagle Island. It dropped in price from $20 down to 12 so I picked it up. And I've been having a hoot with it. Literally pick a the game, hoot. Yep, if you pick the game up, you know what it is. I've uh, been described as a very well bonker in that game. Wow. Yeah, the premise of the game is uh, you're going on an adventure, your name's Quill, and you have two owls, and they're your pets slash companions, and you will you get shipwrecked on an island, you travel around, and this giant eagle steals one of your owls. So you got to take the other owl, and you've got to traverse all these areas, and they're like little dungeons, and... Uh, Beat up the, find the first guardians, and then after the guardians, you beat the first layer of bosses, and then you beat the eagle that stole your owl. Your next owl gets stolen. You get your net, your other owl back, and then you go through and you beat three more different types of bosses to try to get your other owl. And then I don't know what happens after that. Wow! But wow. it's it's been fun. I really enjoyed it. It's a roguelike Metroidvania. So. It's Metroidvania because for you to get to the different dungeons, you have to progress so far and get different abilities. And then the roguelike takes place to where if you go through one of the dungeons, but you die, you lose everything. You start back at the beginning of the dungeon, but the dungeon redoes the entire layout. Oh. Yeah, so the dungeon isn't the same way every time. Well, that's interesting. Never know what you're going to get. Exactly, and it's been fun. I sat down and I played the very first bit of it on stream, and I got all the way to like the second main boss so i was like all right we'll call it quits and then while i was waiting at work for things to happen i just kept playing it and playing it i've been having again a hoot a hoot yep but i keep throwing my owl against walls and it bonks its head and gets a concussion and it takes forever to reload because it's your only weapon is your owl oh wow yeah so, so don't you miss. just like you hold it you throw it if if it hits the person it can take anywhere between one to three hits to beat a normal enemy yeah, but you have normal owl, you have lightning owl, you've got ice owl, and you've got explosion owl. Whoa! What about you, Patrick? Uh, well, uh, I've been pretty busy uh, this week. Uh, it was birthdays for a bunch of family members. 
and then it's also me and my wife's anniversary Monday. So we yeah, went out and was. did that. So I haven't uh, I haven't been playing a whole lot. I haven't even been playing like Rocket League. I've missed two days of streaming. So yeah, uh, the same thing I was doing last week. I am doing this week. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm still, you know, I still play the Switch every now and then. I've, I've kind of been swapping through games: Animal Crossing and Bloodstained and Star Wars. Oh, you Wars. finally started Bloodstained. How are you liking it? I got to know. Oh, it's it's fun. Is I it? like it. Actually, I was the graphics in it are pretty are pretty good. Like for for the type of game it is, and when the controls are real smooth. Out, and yeah, when it first came out, it was a it was a, but then they did a real big update and smoothed out the graphics and. Uh, it was just last week they announced that they're bringing in more for that game between now and the end of the year. Cool. Yeah, they just well, did good. the uh, gotta, revenge mode. That means I got to go through it and beat it. I've you got I mean? 21 go hours put into it. Beat it. 21 hours? Mm-hmm. You've already beaten it, though, haven't you? I have not. Oh, you haven't? No. Nope. I am disappointed in you. I am, too, but it's a really good story. It's just I'm at the part where... You can either fight Dracula and the game ends, but it's not the true ending, or yeah. you got to continue on and get to the secret boss. And then there's like uh, three other bosses, a hidden dimension, an upside down world, and then the final, final boss. Goodness. Yeah. You're going to have to put like 200 hours into this. I'm okay with that. It's a Metroidvania. Oh, speaking of Metroid, I've kind of been playing around with the old Metroid game, the Super Metroid games on the little Super Nintendo game thing on the switch yeah i've been kind of playing around with that too. yeah how's that treating you there's a lot of cool games on there oh um one of the games that i played you won't believe it because i didn't believe it it was super mario bros 2 okay and, and i've always seen super mario bros super mario bros 3 and then super like super mario world or whatever but i have never seen super mario bros 2 so i was like i'm gonna play it jumped to the first level i was like I reckon I heard the music. I was like, no, I've played this before. I know I have jumped into the level and I was like, no, I've never played this. What the heck is this? What was it? And uh, I've looked it up online and Super Mario Bros. 2 never released in America. And instead it got rebranded as a different great uh, different game here. It it kept the same level design and game mechanics, but the characters were all changed. Huh. But there were shy guys and stuff in this game. And I was like, what the heck am I? What is this? Why have we never had this? But it was pretty cool. It's super mm. difficult, though. Is it? Like, he, like in the other Mario's, you jump on things to kill them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't do. You don't do that in this one. Lame. Like, like the first little mini boss or whatever mm-hmm. was like a Cubert or whatever that thing that shoots the eggs out of its face. I call that female Yoshi. Female Yoshi. Well, that, that's the first mini boss, and like if you jump on her, you get hurt. And like if you jump on a shy guy, you just ride around on him or whatever. Well, she shoots the little <laughs> eggs, and you have to jump on the egg, pick it up, and then throw the eggs at it while the eggs are going across the screen. So, like in the regular world, I was picking turnips out of the ground to throw them at the enemies. It was pretty crazy. I don't know what I was uh, it, like at, at the beginning. I was like, I don't know how to kill anything. I don't know how to beat this monster. And then I learned you could pick up stuff. I still couldn't figure out how to beat the, the the female Yoshi thing, and then I finally figured out that if you grab the eggs when you jump on them, then you throw them at her. I don't know. It's just a weird game. You gotta try it. Uh, okay, I'll download the emulator again and see what I can get onto it. Yeah, that one's on the NES one. NES, right? Yeah, I thought I, I thought that was the one that when I first started, I was like, oh, this is gonna be the one 
where you go to the different worlds and use the whistles to get to them. Mm-hmm. That's not it. No. And now I don't even know what game that is. Use the whistle to get to the different worlds. Yeah. The pipelines? No, no, no. That's like oh. that's the first Super Mario Bros. Where you get mm. to the end, there's like three pipelines, and you choose one. This one, oh, man, what is the name of that one? Mario Bros. Game with the Whistles. <laughs> Let's see how I put it. Yeah. A warp whistle. Find something. Where are the warp whistles from? Oh, that's from Super Mario Bros. 3. Oh, okay. Heck? So you're thinking ahead. I guess so. You know, in my mind, that's not what Super Mario Bros. 3 is, but I don't know. I'm just I'm just confused, I guess. Oh, you know, that's totally it. What am I thinking of then? That's dumb. Maybe I'm just dumb. Nah, you're not dumb. Um, I'm not smart. I'm not either. I'm illiterate. Well, me too. Now, you trust me, you know how to pronounce words better than I do. See? Better, I better than you do. Yeah, better than I do. Who do you do? Uh, Super Mario Bros. 2, uh, like Madness or something like that. Mario Madness or makes me think of the Super Mario RPG. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what it came to America as because that might help you remember. Oh, it's Birdo that shoots the eggs. Oh, female Yoshi just sounds better to me. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, let's see. Super Mario Bros. 2. Super Mario Bros. 2. Um. Let's see. Nintendo America decided Japan Super Mario Bros. 2 had gameplay too frustratingly difficult and too similar to Super Mario Bros. to be worth release, releasing into the recently crashed American economy. Therefore, finally de- delivering upon the inspiration of the original prototype and creating a second official se- uh, official sequel, Nintendo cosmetically modified Yumi Kojo Doki Doki Panic. Oh, well then, heck, I don't know. Maybe that's what it came out as. Hmm. I don't know. The I've never you seen know. it. And then I saw it on here, and I was like, oh, I gotta play it. It's and pretty you played weird. played it. Yeah. I did. I'm gonna play it some more, because it's pretty different. Well, I mean, when you take an iconic game and change it up a little bit, you're gonna get backlash of it being like, this isn't like it's supposed to be. But then you get that uh, innovation to where they go, hey, we took something and we changed it up a little bit to try to make it better. Yeah. Well, it was interesting, that's for sure. It's all that matters. Well, Patty... Tonight, we're going to be talking about Xbox Game Fest. We'll let you try more than 60 demos for the upcoming games. Sounds there was fun. a 25-minute reveal of Cyberpunk 2077. What are your thoughts? Could a Fable 4 be in a works? A Twitter name holder raises those questions. Sony plans to announce nine indie games as a part of the new indie developers that will help spotlight otherwise overlooked games. Mm-hmm. And... Me and you are going to have a fun little video game debate about Dr. Disrespect. <laughs> yeah. What happened to that guy? We've got our opinions and we're going to share them. Yeah. Yeah. I followed two accounts on Twitter to try to see if something gets announced, but nothing's happened yet. Nothing. But we'll talk about that later. Yep. First up, this is coming from one heck of a guy over at IGN. Oh. Summer Game Fest demo event to bring over 60 upcoming games to the Xbox One this month. This article was written by the one, the only, Adam Bankhurst. From July 21st to July 27th, the Summer Game Fest demos event will let Xbox One owners try over 60 brand new game demos for upcoming unreleased Xbox One games, including Crisis Tale, Destroy All Humans, and Haven. Announced as a part of the Summer Games Fest by Xbox and Jeff Keighley, the digital event is meant to recap Recreate the experience to of trying out upcoming games at events like E3, PAX, and Gamescon. 
It's important to note, however, that most of these game demos will only be available during that week and not be able to be played after. Uh, that's Some cool, of the though. games that are including, like said, Crisis Tell. We've got Destroy Humans, Haven, Hellpoint, Skatebird, The Veil, Shadows of the Crown, Raji, and Welcome to Elk. Some of these game demos I cannot wait to play. Uh, I've already played the Destroy Humans one. Haven, I want to get behind. Hellpoint, absolutely. I want to see what this Veil's about and that Raji game, absolutely. A full list of the games will be revealed closer to July 21st. Mm. So, let's see. Do we know when, what week this, you said, oh, July 21st to 27th. Oh, man. Oh, that's exciting. Yep. My let's birthday's see. in that week. Oh, is it? Yep. Guess what you're getting for your birthday from Xbox? Uh, 60 free demos I'm not going to have time to play. Yeah, that's right. Over 60. That's over 60. That's true. Guess Thank how you, old Xbox. You're, guess how old you're not going to be. I'm not going to be 26 anymore. I, go, I was going to say you're not going to be over 60. That's true, too. Whoa, Hellpoint looks like a creepy game. I know. I want to play it. And what the heck is Skatebird? <laughs> it's a skating bird. That's interesting. The veil, looks, the veil looks pretty interesting, too. It's an audio-based action-adventure game. Ooh. And then we talked about Raju during the uh, about two episodes ago when we were walking up through all those indie games yeah. that were released. Uh, I want to get we to that. About- yeah, we talked about Raji and Haven. Yeah. Raji looks like the Prince of Persia almost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ah, there's yeah, I'm excited. There is definitely some games I'm I'm interested in uh trying out. So it's gonna say many of these games are in early development and some games are far away, but they will give Xbox One owners a chance to try out early builds and see how they evolve. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff, man. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. TPK Ronan said over nine thousand. Only that nine thousand. That's not what your. That's not what your power levels are going to be. Aw, sorry. Darn it. <laughs> power levels. They're over nine thousand. Crush. Oh. Uh. So we got twenty plus minutes of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven gameplay demo. What'd you think? Yeah, we did. Uh. So very. The mm, kind of brings me to a lot of words. So. The design, the graphics, spot on. I, I liked it. It was very aesthetically pleasing. The aspect of where you got to see them drive, uh, you find out that you were in somebody, like you were having a flashback for somebody else, so you're trying to figure out what happened, so you go into this like weird, kind of looks like almost like a, what do you call it? Sherlock Holmesy like investigation like, yeah, like stuff? Like a detective yeah, it looks like it became a detective game because you literally just like you're reliving the moments, but you're like a floating camera AI and you're just analyzing everything as it's going back and forth. And there's a part where she tells you to rewind it a little bit and go look at a monitor while it's playing so you can see who the shooter is and all this other stuff. Yeah, but like, I just thought it was going to be just a narrative game. But after seeing this, I'm 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 pretty stoked for it. But the sad I- part is it did get pushed back again. Yeah. What's the new release date on it? Eef. Or do they even give a hard date? This article, which was from the 29th, says November 19th. Oh, okay. That sucks. That's video games for you. It's the yeah, every, 2020. everything that's happening is, is really putting a hamper in on development because nobody can work together because they work in such close quarters and are constantly over each other's shoulders and stuff that if you're in states like California, New York, or someplace like that, that's a, that's a big no-no right now, so... Mm-hmm. Too bad it wouldn't be developed in a state like South Dakota or North Dakota, where 
they have like a total of 700 cases. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I think the game, the game looks really good, but the demo did a really good job of cutting out parts that were probably going to give stuff away because you'd be watching it and you'd see this stuff happening in gameplay and there'd be this big jump and they'd be like, what the heck happened back there? Like, wh- what were you thinking? <laughs> and I was like, wait, nothing happened. <laughs> it, it obviously skipped a part that they don't want you to see. I mean, Probably like give a good really little surprise and chunk for the people who buy it and go out and like, all right, let's experience this game. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the way you want to do demos anyway. You want to give just enough that it really makes people want to play it. But it's it like a heroin hit. Um, sure. Yeah. You want to give people just enough to where they want to do it again, but it doesn't kill them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, we're on the same track. Controlled right? substance. Sure. I have. Uh, I've never done heroin, and I would not know the intricacies of doing it oh oh <laughs> oh i guess i'm speaking from experience here you know wow. black tar wow all right start slapping yeah where are my veins at where are them veins at where's that turn to where, kit yeah where's the one that doesn't have the holes in it already oh don't want to bleed it out that'd be a waste oh so fable 4 might be in the works uh yeah this is quite weird the way the way this is working here yeah. Were you ever a fan of the Fable series? Did you play them when you had Xbox? I played the first one. You I played... played all the other ones, but I heard they're pretty good. They they are. The third one actually brings in a full narrative uh, protagonist, which was pretty unique. Uh, Fable 1 and 2, you're a mute. Yeah. But Fable 1 will always have a soft spot in my heart because it was the it was like one of the first games that introduced me to a game where you had swords, bow and arrows, and magic. Yeah, it's also one of the first games that gave you the power consequential, of choice. Yeah, consequential, like or well, consequences really, but consequences to your decisions, like like consequential changes, I guess. Like your mm-hmm. character would physically change based off of how you played the game. Yep. If and that you did was bad deeds, you look like of. a devil. And if you did good deeds, you had to do a lot of good deeds to look angelic. Yeah. You had and to I do think, uh, a lot of good deeds. Wasn't there and like if a you marriage? stand still? Halo would pop up and you get like little white wings. It's like lights. It wasn't like real wings. It was just like an outline of them. Yeah. I was like, ha ha ha. Yeah, there's marriage in it. You can have families, all that fun stuff. I would have, uh, I think it was in Fable 2 though. I got married, had a family, and I moved them inside of a different dimension inside of a demon door. Wow. Yeah. And so they lived on a nice little farm, and they had absolutely everything they needed. Oh, that was probably nice visit them once every four years. Yeah, it was like a blink of an eye in their times. Probably. It's like you were never gone. It's like I walked out and then walked back in, but looked totally aged and different. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, you look interesting." Yeah, didn't you just walk out? Like, did you get hit by an ugly stick? Why'd you come back, Daddy? <laughs> did you get hit by an ugly stick? <laughs> yes, yes, I did, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> My feelings are already hurt enough. But do go on to explain why we think Fable 4 might be coming. So Fable 4 might be coming out because of the placeholders on Twitter. I'm not sure who discovered this. The Ad Fable and the At Perfect Dark Game placeholder, but a Microsoft Xbox employee is following, is the only follower for both of them, and they're both registered under a Microsoft email address. Hmm. This was found by Tom Warren on Twitter. It's already been a rumor that Fable and Perfect Dark could be coming to the xbox series x but twitter's accounts both games have added more fuel to the fire meaning that fable 4 could be closer than thought interesting 
Yeah, I mean, if there's already placeholders for At Fable and At Perfect Dark Game, they both joined uh, this year, Fable in March of 2020, and then the Perfect Dark Game in June of 2020. Yeah. I'm just like, bring it. Like, and they I both will... are, they're both connected to Xbox. Yeah, I mean, both have Xbox. Uh, I mean, both have Microsoft accounts linked to them, and then their one follower is an Xbox employee. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yep. So brings up more questions than answers, and I hate those type of things. I know, but it's it's fun speculation. I know. <laughs> what will happen next? Oh man. Let's see. Warren clarified in a follow-up tweet that Microsoft has confirmed the accounts are genuine, but says they've been inactive for years and it's standard IP protection. However, like you pointed out, they were registered in March 2020 and in June 2020. So what's going to happen? When's the game going to come out? What's it going to be like? Are we going to get any type of teasers? What's happening here? I've got questions. Where are my answers? Yeah, I don't know how they... How I don't know how... It's the GM of Xbox game marketing at Microsoft, Aaron Greenberg, who said that, I know everyone is hungry for news, but sorry to get your hopes up. These accounts have been act- inactive for years. It's standard practice to secure social handles for our, for our IP. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Years. Years. 2020. I mean, it's the I, year I of the apocalypse. Seemed, yeah, 2020 uh, seemed really long, but it's not We're that already long. halfway through the year. Uh, looks like within the within the Twitter thread, Warren, uh, the guy who originally tweeted out this stuff, Tom Warren, mm-hmm. he said that the account was created, the dark, Perfect Dark was, account was created by a fan recently, and a Microsoft employee was the first to spot it and follow it. However, the Fable one appears to be the genuine one Microsoft refers as IP protection. IP protection. Huh? In fact, it was created this year, right before next gen. It is sufficiently exciting for Fable aficionados to get their hopes up for Fable 4. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're getting my hopes up. Give me a Fable game in 4K running at 60 frames a second and bring back Fable 1's will abilities to where... You just had four to choose from, and you can cycle through them, so you could have 12 in total. But yeah. you had, like, the ability to get, like, 30 instead of just, like, here's your five elements, and you can combine two at a time. Yes, I, I agree with this. Yes. Well, then again, I'm just a magic junkie when it comes to games that let you shoot lightning out of your hands. <laughs> oh, you should play Star Wars games. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I played The Force Unleashes. Well, you do shoot lightning out of your hands in those games. Oh, absolutely, and you telekinetically throw lightsabers and all these other things. That was those were games that were fun on the on the Wii, especially with Motion Plus, because you were doing mm. all the swinging and the lightning and stuff. Yep, it's fun on a uh, Quest too, because there's a uh, Vader's oh. Immortal on the Quest. Yes, yep. which I haven't played. Oh, that's good. I beat the first one. I haven't gotten the second or the third yet. Yeah. Ooh. Ah man, dang it! I just want to play a Star Wars. I, I just need to get. They need Star Wars. That's all. I mean, <laughs> you can just replay the Fallen Order. Yeah, yeah, I know. I need to because they've released the like some new updates for it. Well, they did that a little bit ago, but I haven't. I don't. I haven't played it since then. So, oh. I need to. Mm, there you go. Might be something to do. I need to play it on a harder difficulty. So I need to do. Oh, uh, my game's still set on baby ass baby mode. <laughs> BSBM. BABM. Yep. Or yeah. Yes, baby, 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 soft, baby mode. <laughs> BSPM. Yeah, baby, soft, baby mode. Sounds like ESPN, but for gamers who play in baby, soft, baby mode. Oh, I was like, is ESPN like where you can 
sense things with your mind. Yes, that's ESPN. Yes. And the, that one and, the, girl. and the quote from Mean Girls, there's a 20% yep. chance it's already, already raining. raining. <laughs> I just fondle myself on camera. You can tell the weather. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh. Yes, I can. Keep that up. Mm. <laughs> she's standing out there in the pouring rain. because <laughs> oh, she's pretty. Yeah, I guess I guess that's fine. It's good enough. Hey, you know what Sony did here recently? Uh, a lot of things. There was a PS5. There was some exclusives. There were some. Wait, indies? Oh yes, indies and nine indies. Of them for PS4 Holy and crackers. PS5. Wow. Tell me more. Well, okay, so PS Sony, I guess is really who it is, is doing this new thing called. Well, I don't know what it's exactly called, but it's it's an indie initiative where they're trying to bring out. Or give indie developers the opportunity to get their game forward where they're doing featured games or whatever that are going to be coming out. And they came out recently um, with a blog on PS Blog, or it's a PS Blog post anyway, that has nine games here that are being developed by indie developers. So, uh, yeah, let's go through them. First one that was announced. Oh, here, let me give you the titles. Carto, Creeks, Fist, or F-I-S-T. Uh, which means forged in shadow torch. Whoa. Heavenly wow. bodies, Marquette, uh, or Marquet. It's French. I don't know. Recompile. Do it. Haven. Where's Haven? Right above heavenly bodies. I don't see it. One, two, I see three, it. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's nine without uh, Haven. So creeks, forged in shadow torch, Haven. What? Heavenly yeah, look, bodies. they got Haven on the list, but they don't have it on the list of. Uh, Titles, <laughs> yeah, Haven's. Yeah, on I'm looking at the. Uh, at the there's bakers. Recompile, Worms Rumble, and Where the Heart Is, and Haven, which is ten. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Nope, that's nine. I don't know what's going on up here. They're coming off the new Worms game. Uh, Worms Rumble. Holy crackers! Is that like the like the old Worms games, but new? Yeah, I think it's like a new version of it. Uh, it totally is. At least See? it looks like it. Anyway, let's go through these games. Cardo. Cardo is a puzzle adventure coming to PS4 from Humble Games. The title was developed by Sunhead Games. It's also coming to PC. It features a world-shifting puzzle mechanic where you have to master cartography skills to rearrange pieces of the map. You will connect You will connect missing pieces of the map to discover mysterious lands and uncover secrets. You will meet new characters on the way, and some will need your help. There are fireworks exploding outside of my house. Mine too. Goodness. My dogs would uh, never go outside. My dogs aren't with me at the moment, so someone else is dealing with them. Oh. Mm. Do your dogs go outside during fireworks? No, I <laughs> hurdle up around them and keep them safe and comfort because they have panic attacks. Yeah, but I don't know if any dogs just go outside while fireworks are going on. Absolutely not. Ratchet tries to bark and bite at them, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right, then. Calm down. Let's go inside. You want, you want a jar of peanut butter? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Greeks. You find yourself in a mansion where you're hearing barking creatures lurking in the corridors. In order to see them, you'll be able to trap them using a beam of light. And you may be able to find what they're looking for is an unordinary everyday object, like a table. This is the key to the gameplay mechanics, along with pulling levers, stepping on pressure plates, and manipulating the environment with the goal being to outsmart your enemies. These shifting creatures are called creeks. Ooh. Sounds spooky whole bunch of different things you can do here oh. and the great thing about these games is they're going to be put into the playstation plus games of the month 
like starting Ooh. July, the to kick it off is Hello Neighbor. Oh, that's good. So they're going to be doing, they're going to be getting those games out there then. Yeah. So these are games like people might have overlooked, never heard of, or whatnot, and putting as a PlayStation Plus. Yeah, it's going to be free, but it's going to raise awareness. Yeah. Well, if you can give it out to a few thousand people, and then you get tens of thousands that are like, "Whoa, this game's actually pretty good. I want to buy it too." Especially with the way streaming and stuff, where people get get to really look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have Fist or Fist Forged in Shadow Torch. Uh, this is a diesel punk style action adventure. I don't know what diesel punk means. Uh, I guess it's like futuristic steampunk. steampunk. Yeah, but they don't run off steam. I guess they run off diesel. <laughs> okay, then diesel punk style adventure game, which stars a rabbit named Rayton that sports a weaponized metal fist. Releasing on PS4 soon, the premise of the game finds finds animals fighting back against machines that have invaded the world. So basically, if you take uh, what's that movie? That Disney movie? There's Where a lot of them. The the rabbit has to go to that big city, and she's a cop. Zootopia. Zootopia. So if you take Zootopia and you mix it with some kind of steampunk, post-apocalyptic world, uh, Terminator really. Yeah. So Zootopia and Terminator. Yep. And you get Great fist forged in Shadow Torch. That, that sounded absolutely horrible. If you take Zootopia and Terminator, you're going to get Fist. <laughs> not, not, not with the ED on the end, just Fist. Just Fist? Yeah. All right. Actually, the game actually looks pretty good in the trailer. So Yeah, it's, it looks very fast-paced action. And I'm just like, all right, I, I see you, bunny. Yeah, and I'm, I'm cool with, uh, with ant, anthro, ant, whatever they call the animal humanoid things. Like Star Fox and those anthropomorphic. I call them Beast Man. Beast Man. Yep. They're half humanoid, half animalnoid. I swear, this is basically Zootopia. Zootopia like, with Terminator. And not yeah, like, it. like in the trailer, you're seeing pictures of like all these animals standing together, and I swear some of them are Zootopia characters. Yeah. I mean, and then you get to the action part, and he's beating the crap out of people with an electric whip and a giant fist. Goodness, that looks like fun. And a drill. Yeah, it's like it's like side-scrolling uh, Devil May Cry almost. Yeah, I'm good with this. Yeah, I'll probably I'm, I don't have a PlayStation, so I'll probably never play it. But I will totally get it when it comes free. That's right. Yep. Next up, we have Haven, which we talked about a few weeks back. Uh, you are on a journey with two lovers who have escaped a lost planet in order to stay together. You'll play as you and Kai, a couple who glide over the grasslands. Of said planet, you will be discovering parts to build your ship to get off planet, while also curing the corruption that is going on. That has a huge dialogue slash backstory kind of driven couple. It kind of seems like a dating simulator because the way you react with one another is how you end up impacting with your fighting while you're out. It's also co-op, uh, but. If you make it all lovey-dovey, you protect one another a whole lot easier. If you get them into an argument, there might be some times where they avoid trying to block an attack for you. So I've yep. been watching it. I'm I'm waiting for it. So bring it. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, no. Where am I? Oh, there it is. Uh, next up, we have Heavenly Bodies. It's coming to both PS4 and PS5. Uh, it's a two, it's two-point interactive's new game where you take on the role of a cosmonaut tasked with maintaining Earth's latest and proudest feat of space engineering. 
It features both single-player and co-op play. The game makes use of the controller by having you use the left and right triggers and analog joysticks to move your left and right arms. You'll also be able to control your legs with R1 and L1. Everything in the game was physically simulated, so expect ropes, buttons, machines, and your body to react to the lack of gravity, which will also transform how you perform trivial tasks. It also makes use of PS5's DualSense controller in order for you to experience the weight, texture, density, energy, and vibration of every tool, device, and surface. Hmm. So it's going to so make use on. of like the adaptive triggers and some of the uh, the upgraded like vibrations of the controllers and stuff. So yeah. So it's already got the PS5 in order for it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be optimized to use that new that new controller. Fun. Fun. Next up, we have Maquette. Uh, It is a puzzle game where you uncover the memories of a young couple in love. The puzzles come from the magical rules of the game world, and how to solve them may not be obvious sometimes. You will need to think about different types of ways you can look at the puzzle and how to interact with it uh, as much as a real-life simulation. So it looks like they're going to take a different spin on puzzle games. What makes the game world different from the real world and how the differences will help you solve the puzzle in a way that wouldn't be possible in real life? It's kind of... Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't it's know how... Game. Now, I'll watch somebody play it, but I, I kind of suck at puzzle games. Unless they're yeah. like kind of obvious puzzles, and then I'm decent, but this might be something I watch somebody play, and then I'll be like, ah, try this, no, do this, and just be like a voice lost somewhere in the chat. <laughs> yeah, this might be a Twitch a Twitch game. All right, next up we got Recompile. Recompile is a game where you can explore, fight, and hack your way through a digital landscape as a sentient virus. Your goal is to escape while trying to get into the mainframe. The ultimate goal is to achieve sapience and bring about the first technological singularity as humankind depends on it. Coming to PS5, the game features platforming, third-person combat, and environmental hacking puzzles. Uh, you have the choice as to whether or not to go in guns a-blazing or by hacking enemies to turn them against each other. The environment is also hackable, and certain things, such as locked doors, can be overridden, inverted, or completely disabled. The game's entire story takes place takes place within one second, but inside the virtual world, time is perceived differently. So as you explore the mainframe, you'll discover why you exist in the first place, what you were programmed to do, and how your choices will affect the future. Recompile is also coming to the uh, to Xbox Series X and Steam. That one sounds interesting. It takes place in uh, one second. It's a it's a Metroidvania style progress pro, uh, progression. Well, there we go. All right, all right. I'm getting it. <laughs> yes, Michael's getting it. Yeah, so it's gonna be free one month, and I'll download it and play it. Yeah, I'm I, I'm interested because it looks like it really is set inside a computer, and you have to make your way through a digital mm. imagination of what being a like a virus would be like. Mm. I'm okay with that. Looks pretty interesting. I like the soundtrack behind it so far. Yeah. Got a reactive soundtrack of blistering electric. What a, what a way to describe that. Blistering. Blistering electric. Next up is Where the Heart Is. It's coming to the PS4 this winter. It's a narrative adventure game from the amateur. In it, the main character Wit gets lost in a cave and can't find his way out. While lost, memories of his father will create a new space to explore, and the lines between the concrete and imagine will blur together as you explore Wit's past and future. Choices made in the game will be important and have a sense of finality. These decisions will add up over the time that create an entirely different experience and gameplay path for the characters. 
and you won't be able to see them all the time in possibly one single playthrough. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It gives an example. The main character's brother, Siege, has a place where he goes to escape conflict, and you will be able to confront him there. In this situation, you will be able to choose how Wit responds to his brother, and your responses help determine where you will eventually find him living. Each will determine a varied uh, each will determine a very different version of the man he becomes. Huh. Psychopathic killer. That's crazy. It, it goes on from Wit's childhood all the way up into his twilight years, and you also get to find out what becomes of his children. That sounds like an interesting game. Yeah, it's just narrative games bore me. Yeah, but uh, it's I like I like the idea of every time you play it, it's going to be different. That's true. Sounds like a roguelike almost. Yeah, and it looks like it. I mean. I can't tell by the trailer or not, but you might be able to build your own and like your own place you live or at least decide okay. on what it looks like. Cause there was definitely a T-Rex shape, something that had like a house in it. I mean, it kind of looks like there's a well in the sky. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. could be interesting. Maybe worth, uh, watching somebody play on like Twitch or something. Yeah. Make I decisions mean, for me, Twitchers. It's going to be free. So it'll be in my library. If I had a PlayStation. Uh, yeah, well, I get all the free <laughs> games every month, so it'll be in yep. my library. Don't know if I'll play it, but I'll own it. Yeah. Uh, then we have Worms Rumble. The latest game in the Worms franchise, Worms Rumble, is coming to PC, PS4, and PS5 later this year. In development at Team 17, the game uh, uses a real-time multiplayer action. Oh, that's not what I was trying to say. It says the game is a real-time multiplayer action game. This time out, the worms move faster, allowing you to roll around the arenas at high speed, perform wall jumps, and dodge. Worms will have stamina, which will drain as you roll or wall jump, so you need to slow down on occasion to recoup stamina. The game supports cross-platform multiplayer, so you will be able to enjoy a 32-player online experience with others. Worms Rumble will be releasing with three game modes, a 32-player deathmatch, the last and last worm standing, and last squad standing, which features 10 teams of three players battling it out. So they couldn't do as much as Call of Duty, but they kind of got the same premise going on. Yeah, it seems like it. But you play as worms. You do play as worms. Yep. One looks like a unicorn. From the place I have it paused, it says customize your worm. <laughs> that's, a, that's not a sentence you'll just go around saying. No, not at all. You might hey, get arrested. Customize your worm. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> What'd you say to me? That is a oh. unicorn worm. You're right. See, told you. That's an Cowboy ice cream. worm. Cone worm. Yep. That's a milkman worm. This looks really interesting. Looks fun. Yeah. I don't know if it would be like a highly competitive game, but it looks like it's just tons of explosions and bullets and stuff going everywhere. Yeah. I like the little part where the kid i mean the worm is jumping up in the bathroom stall just shooting the wall <laughs> like yeah yep, that, get him little dude that'll be me i'll be in the next stall over pass the toilet paper help me i need <sighs> toilet paper or i'll shoot you Ooh, right okay that's a little aggressive mm, well don't give me that one blah but if you shoot me i'm gonna shoot you with a rocket launcher. oh crap and you're gonna throw a grenade and then we're gonna dress up as different creatures and we're going to go fighting with 30 other people. All this all, from just going to the bathroom together? All this because toilet paper was not given properly. Gee, see yeah. how things just snowball? It, it's crazy, isn't it? Some of the quick bites that we have this week. Activision has announced the next Call of Duty Modern Warfare update will add a 200-player Warzone mode to the game. The 200-player Warzone mode is a part of the Modern Warfare Season 4's update roadmap. 
and is scheduled to launch. Actually, it's already been launched June 29th at 11 p.m. Pacific time. Yep. So that's a lot of people in one map. Yes, it is. And if you were hoping for a, a small download to make this possible, you were wrong. It's going to be like 22 to 36 gigs, unless you have the disk version, physical copy, which is going to be significantly less. But I mean, even if you have just the free version, it's only Warzone, it's still going to be like a 30 gig download. So yeah, your 100 and some odd gig Warzone game just made it up even higher. Yeah, don't but, want it. They say you get to uninstall parts of the game that you don't want to play. So that'll help with space, but still, it's massive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Call of Duty for you. I mean, when I downloaded it just to play with my little brother, it was a 100, and, 100 gig download and then another like 6 to 7 gig download after you logged on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insanely like, big. <sighs> yeah, it says it'll be 22 to 36 gigs. And if you are an existing free-to-play Warzone player, uh, you will have to have a 22 to 30 gigabyte update download. No, I'm free-to-play. I ain't paying for it. Yeah. I hardly ever play it. I played, I think, one round and caught it quits. Actually, I may have read this wrong. Console owners must install a secondary download of, a, of approximately 3.5 gigs. You know what? They may have to download the big download and a smaller one on top of it. Thank you, Call of Duty. Wow. That's some insane. games that, yeah, to say some games that I'm looking forward to that are coming out. Azure Striker Gunvolt Three was announced and is coming soon to the Switch. Yep, yes it is. So that's a fun little ordeal. Uh, if you don't know what this is, it's the latest entry in the 2D side-scrolling series. Uh, think Mega Man, but more futuristic and high-packed action. Yeah, and it's coming to Switch. Yep, I'm so happy. Uh-huh. And then uh, another good game that I'm waiting for is Rogue Legacy 2. Uh, Rogue Legacy is a roguelike game, but the greatest aspect to it is every time you die, you play as your character's descendant. But the oh, thing yeah. is, you inherit a weird trait, and they can go from giantism to dwarfism to colorblindness to pixelation to dyslexia to stumbles all these other different things and some of like the new ones that they're adding in the two is like one I saw was bad cook. And when he went to go cook himself, something he literally killed himself. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. Very fun game. Uh, switch for me. And then Patrick, the last of us two just came out. Oh yeah. So huge exclusive. What yep. bonkles my mind is just in three days, it sold 4 million copies. Oh my goodness. That's that's a new record for Sony uh, Sony exclusives for fastest yep. selling game. It has beaten Spider-Man to become the fastest selling PS4 exclusive. Uh, it, uh, killed, it killed it. Spider-Man was uh, on like 3.3 million and copies. And God of War was 3.1. And this one got over 4 million copies. I haven't seen like a really and hard number, but yeah, it's over 4 million. So good for The Last of Us. Uh, still need to play the first one, then I'll play the second one, but I'll play the second one when I see it drop in price. So hopefully by the time I'm done with the first one. Yeah, I, I've heard really good things about this game. I've also heard some people not that didn't like it a whole lot or didn't like I've, certain things about it a whole lot, but overall the stuff I've heard from it is pretty good. I've heard mixes of hate i've heard people like oh yes like there were a lot of like oh shiz moments and that like really got them and yeah. then i've heard some people be like i absolutely hated the story like, yeah oh, that's okay. 
like the people I've heard who didn't like it really, really didn't like it. But the game looks fantastic. So and guess what? You still gave the company your money. That's right. That is right. Four million of you did. Or, yep. you know, more than four million, really. But whatever. Or some people who bought multiple copies. But hey, you do you. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up, possibly within the next mm, couple months, maybe in August, Xbox is rumored to be re- to be announcing their secondary console to the Xbox Series X, which will be possibly called Xbox Series S. Uh, it, currently, it's under the code name Xbox Lockhart. Uh, it's going. Uh, there's some really interesting stuff coming out. Apparently. Uh, in the developmental versions of the Xbox Series X, you can set it to a mode called Lockhart mode that brings it down to like lower specs that allow you to make sure your game that you're developing works just fine on those specs. So it, that's why everyone's thinking, oh, secondary system, and now it's just more stuff keeps coming out, keeps coming out that this is an actual real thing. I saw where somewhere, I saw somewhere, where they say that this could be the one that kills. They said that the that the the Lockhart the Series S could be the one that kills PlayStation because it's going to be rumored to be much cheaper than the Xbox Series X, but we don't even know the price on that yet. But it's rumored to be much cheaper and sport basically the same power, but it's going to be limited to. Like it won't have 8K. It'll take away some of that. Um, it'll. It. I doubt. I mean, it might not even have 4K. But we're talking like 1440p at full full power. So. Oh, um, still, who who's but, rocking an 8K TV right now besides rich people? Yeah, nobody. And 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 likely you're not gonna be able to play games at 8K. You'll be watching videos at 8K. I mean, it's gonna be really hard to develop a game in 8K. That's that's a fact. <laughs> but anyway. This is this would be really good because it might give me something that I could buy pretty quickly because, like I said, I don't need the Series X when I could just get a, a Series S that's going to be running at 1080p or 1440p, which is all I'm looking for anyway. I, I don't know. I'm interested to see what, what they say in August, which is when it's rumored to be announced. Also, I, we don't know if it'll be released this Christmas or not. Oh, great. So we'll see. Here's hoping. Uh, also, another thing, Discord. Let's talk about Discord. Yeah, so any of you who don't know what Discord is, um, it is a chat-like hub. It's a, it's a basically an app for your computer or your phone that is a hub for that has been focused towards gamers to where they can get together, hang out, chat, talk about games, talk about their interests, really <laughs> heavily Nintendo. geared towards games. Yeah, thanks, Nintendo, for not... Uh, anyway, that's it's been very, very focused on gamers and it's it's a huge in the streamer communities and stuff like that. Um, however, Discord has announced that they will be rebranding and will be shifting away from the sole focus on gaming, which is an interesting move. Yeah. But it's probably it's probably not a bad one for Discord. No, I mean they're going to be opening it up to a lot more than giving it to the idea where people can come here to talk not just about video game related things. We already have ours, but ours got video games in it, so we kind of stay within that video game like genre yeah uh i think I, I like i said i don't think it's bad move for discord but what i do think it does is open up a a spot in the market for essentially what discord is leaving you know a a place a space for gamers to come together and chat about video games and all this stuff and join in like voice chats and stuff mm-hmm. um 
that is solely focused on gamers because gamers always are always drawn to the thing that's focused on gaming. So this moving away from that is going to leave a spot open. And that's going to take a while, but eventually that's going to show up again. Yeah. And hopefully whatever new comes down the road, Nintendo will partner up with or just finally get their own little party chat system put into the Switch. Because Come I mean, on, come Nintendo. On it's been three years. This is pretty obvious. Yeah, I don't want to use your app on my phone. Just uh, have put integrated into the system. Put the app on the system. Yeah, that'd be great. Let it run at the same time. And that takes care of the news portion of our show. And now we get to talk about... It's not necessarily about gaming. It's about a gamer. You may have heard of him. You may have not. He is one of Twitch's most popular and most watched streamers. Or some people are fans. Some people are Twitch. not. His name is Dr. Disrespect. Like him or not, he is extremely, extremely popular. However, in the past week, he was banned from Twitch permanently. And nobody knows why. Twitch hasn't said why. He hasn't said why. Uh, there's been two or three people come out saying they know why, but they can't say. Uh, there's one another big streamer said he talked to Dr. Disrespect. Uh, and Dr. Dr. Disrespect said he hasn't been told why by Twitch. Um uh, slasher which is rod something he's he's like the the best gaming journalist there is said that he got from a bunch of a bunch of credible sources the same story that he was banned for a reason but he said due to the sensitivity and nature surrounding the, the stuff he doesn't feel comfortable speaking on it so i don't know what it is but it doesn't sound good but what has been great is reading and watching and listening to all the uh, conspiracy, the conspiracy theories. theories. <laughs> uh, it's been great. Like he was abducted by aliens or uh, the government has abducted him for knowing too much about what's to come. However, there was some really weird stuff surrounding. They the do story. know he, like he just sent out a Twitter. Like, like not too, too, no, not too long ago about the fact oh. that like he doesn't know what's going on right now with the Twitch ban. He's not really sure. Yeah. That's he, what uh, I read on the news article I was reading this morning at lunch. Yeah, so I have followed um, Dr. Disrespect on Twitter, because I didn't before, but I have now. And I have also followed... Okay, so one of the... Let's see. His le- his last tweet was June 27th. It said, Champions Club, who is this, all of his subscribers. Mm-hmm. Twitch has not notified me on the specific reason behind their decision. Firm handshakes to all the support during this difficult time. Dr. Disrespect. Yeah, uh, there are two of the big rumors going around. One is he was cheating... Um, on his wife with a uh, with a n- another big female streamer, and that caused Doctor Disrespect to be banned. But they had there that's... hasn't been a big female streamer that's been banned as well. And also, his wife seems to be really supportive of the situation. So I don't see how him having an affair would get him banned from Twitch. No, I don't see that either. I mean, maybe if it was like sexual harassment, which has been a big thing, but. Really, I mean, that's a big thing in any type of gaming industry. Oh, yeah. And that's been a big thing here recently anyway. Uh, but I have looked and looked and looked, and I haven't found any, like, super credible, like, how he's sexual harass me stories. Like, I haven't seen any. And even the places I've read said he's actually got a pretty clean rap when it comes out, except for I think he did cheat on his wife one time. Yeah, but, I think he made that very well known, like, a few years back. Yeah, yeah. And they're still together, and apparently it worked it out. And so I don't know. But uh, another theory is that there's actually two more. Uh, another theory is 
and, and I follow this Twitter page as well, there's a new streamer service that's in the making called Brine. And that's that's not its they say that's not gonna be its actual name, but that's its working name right now. B R I N E. So and, Mixer comes off the platform. This new thing goes in. Okay, I can kind of see how that's a conspiracy because if you're taking one big streaming service off and then another one's in secret development and then one of the biggest streamers from Twitch is just, hey, like... Well, yeah, so... But why would he get banned for that unless he takes on a contract with him and Twitch found out about the contract? But I don't see how that's sensitive information. So it doesn't add up to me. There's rumors that... Um, this this brine is being developed by one guy, but there's rumors that Ninja, Shroud, and Dr. Disrespect all came together and said, we're going to help develop it, and we're going to build it, and it's going to be our baby along with this guy. Uh, not when, when I went and followed Brian, it was following 10 people, and all three of them were three of the 10. So, yeah. And also, only like a few months ago, Dr. Disrespect signed a huge contract with Twitch to be to make Twitch his exclusive streaming platform. Mm-hmm. And now they've banned him and and I don't know. I, I don't know if his con I don't know if they paid out his contract or if he broke part of the terms of service. We don't know yet. But yeah. the third I mean, if he rumor, broke the terms of service, I don't see them paying him out for anything. No, like, no, no. Hey, if he broke you went against contract now. Yeah. That's why I'm interested. That's why I'm following Brian. I want to see what happens. But the third one, and I think this one is weird, and like I, I don't know what would cause him to be banned for it, but there's something weird going on. If you're watching, well, if you're watching a stream live, or you go and find the last eight minutes of his stream, uh, of his last stream, about two minutes into that eight minute video, he gets a like he pulls out his phone out of his pocket and he looks down and he just kind of looks at it for a second, and everything about him changes. And if you ever watched Doctor Disrespect, you know he's all he's all energy, he's up, he's up, he's hyped, he is uh, disrespectful, he's like this super redneck kind of persona, but then everything kind of changes, he's like, you know, I just want to let y'all know that uh, I love you all, you're all really great people, and I and I hope one of you takes over one day and is the next big thing, and then he, uh, he just kind of gets real quiet, and he, uh, he turns on this video of, uh, I don't know, this Roblox hide-and-seek thing or whatever, and then uh, he's just kind of sitting there while it's playing. And then he just goes, uh, he starts talking about this guy named David Icke, which he has a documentary on Netflix and he just released a book. And he's a he's a nutcase is what he is. But he uh, he's all about 5G being the, the cause of like coronavirus and all these cancers. I mean, he's, he's a, he is a big conspiracy theorist. But Dr. Disrespect decides that the last thing he's ever going to say on Twitch, because everybody assumes that when he looked at his phone, he knows he's done on Twitch, and mm-hmm. uh, and he's the last thing he decides to talk about is David Ike. I don't know, that's weird, and I don't know why he would choose that. And then uh, something happens right towards the end where he's just kind of waiting. A bang happens, and you can kind of hear it in the background, but he like jumps and he goes, Bleh! like just f word, and then gets off. And I don't know what was happening, but I don't think it's good. I know you have different opinions on it, but I think yeah, I think I think I think he's gotten into something or something bad has happened, and he knows that it's bad enough to get him banned from Twitch for good. Oh, and he yeah. also lost his Discord partnership. That too. My conspiracy theories on it and my standpoint on it is one of two things. One, 
when he did that stupid stunt about live streaming in a bathroom and there was a child <laughs> present. I'm pretty sure the parents of that child thought of this as a good money-grabbing opportunity and have pressed charges. Okay. So that's the first one. Second one is, I think this is a huge publicity stunt, and any type of news is good. Like, it's good publicity. Good yeah. or bad, it's good. Because guess what? You are searching that person. You are watching that person. You are trying to figure out everything you can about that person. And as soon as Dr. Disrespect went banned, everybody in their... My mom just went like, what happened to Dr. Disrespect? I'm pretty sure there were over 4 billion searches on him just within a few hours after it happened. Yeah. So, I mean, that is searches going towards him. I'm pretty sure there are people that are like sending him money just to help the cause quotations for y'all listening to the audio. Uh, I, I think it's just something for him to do. And then he's just going to come back like nothing ever happened or... He partnered up with Twitch and this other things like, hey, let's do this whole banning thing to get like a huge little awareness going on me or something like that. Because it just seems like something his persona, again, quotations for you listening to the audio, would do. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't that's my see standpoint in it. What just something to kind of back up that claim. I don't see like for the stupid stuff that he may have been banned for, I don't see Twitch putting out this big contract and then banning them because then if they're banning them for stupid stuff, they're going to have to pay them. So they're not going to do that. So it might be some kind of weird publicity stunt where he, him and Twitch got together and said, all right, we want to be the biggest and the most in the news streamer and streaming platform. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's just ban me and we'll leave it like that for like two or three weeks. And, and then, then you'll announce comes that. Back, you'll know everybody with you there for the very first stream. Yep. Now, I don't know. I think it might have a negative effect on Twitch, but I don't know. Part of the problem with Twitch is Helenity is still streaming. She's the animal abuser. She literally threw her cat over her head on stream, like picked it up and threw it. And I'm pretty sure she's like kicked her cats on stream and stuff. Yes. And she's still she's still streaming. Oh, but she did have a <laughs> she did <laughs> a streamer of some sort called out uh ninja and like challenge him to a match in valorant i think is what it was and alinity got on the the twitter thread and said uh, uh oh that's easy i'm taking team whatever the other guy's name was and then uh -huh. just said uh wow don't you have like an animal to go abuse on stream or something <laughs> and uh, she replied and he replied again but man i i saw that reply i was like holy crap <laughs> Shots don't like fired. Yeah, don't you have a cat to go abuse or something? <laughs> On stream. <laughs> On stream. Dude, I watched that video and I was thinking, because everybody everybody flips their lid over really small stuff. Mm. So I was thinking, oh, she picked up her cat and tossed it to the side. Like the cat will land on its feet. It'll be okay. But no, like she, like the cat jumped up on her desk and she just went woo whoosh and just threw it. And it like hits the curtains behind her and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? I don't this mean to laugh at insane. that, but damn. No, I mean, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's it's more funny that it happened. It's not funny that the cat got abused. But like exactly. watching the video, it looks like it's like a TV show or a cartoon. She just grabs it and throws it. Poor kitty. Yeah. And like I said, she's done other stuff to the cats, but I haven't. I don't, I don't care that much. But apparently she's kicked her cat. Never would like, I ever. But if Ratchet got on my desk, it'd be a little hard to throw him. He's 92 <laughs> pounds, for crying out loud. Throw this 92-pound dog over my head. Yeah, right. <laughs> nope, he just landed in my lap. All right, you're All staying right. here. 
Get out of the way. <laughs> Twitch streamer attempts to uh, attempts to abuse this dog. Dog abuses him. <laughs> oh, Subscribe today. So anyway, guys, I want to hear what you think about uh, about Doctor Disrespect. Send me a tweet or something. Yeah, I want to know your your biggest conspiracy theories, your most wild, outlandish ones. Maybe this David Ike guy knows. Maybe he's on to something. And maybe the government is the ones who had Dr. Disrespect banned. I want to know these things. And you guys, you guys can give me some more conspiracy theories. So let me hear them. Yeah. Uh, are you going to be Team Patrick with uh, his conspiracy theories? Or are you going with me on a publicity stunt? Mm. I say publicity. Or not lawsuit. I, I, I could really see, you know, I think it'd be a huge risk. And it makes sense for Ninja and Shroud, but not for Dr. Disrespect in my mind. But I could see them doing their own streaming platform. I mean, especially when Mixer pulled out and didn't tell them or give them any type of notice. They probably had like a three-hour notice before everybody it was made public to everybody. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But, That's... I mean, Ninja just made $30 million, so... Yeah, Shroud made 10 I mean, that was crazy. Just goes to show you, playing video games online, you can make money. Maybe it's called Brime. Now I can't find it. Brime. Brime time. Oh, yeah, it is called Brime. Codename Brime. Codename uh, Codename They don't even have... I mean, it doesn't even have a website yet. It's only following 25 people. Um, Jordan Kaplan, who's a 2015-2016 Call of Duty World Champion. Uh, Brocat Gaming, which is the design company. Alienware. Mm-hmm. Halifax, who's a, a, a big streamer. Uh, at the time, it was only following 10 people, and that was Shroud, Dr. Disrespect, Ninja, and then a couple other ones. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see uh what's going on with this and if if it does come out that those three are are working together to make a different streaming service yeah that'd be something that would would be interesting well a lot of things going on a lot of conspiracy theories and a lot of news but on that note we want to thank you all for tuning in this week and listening to the double xp podcast again let us know what you think. Whose side are you on? Team Patrick or Team Mike? Conspiracy theory or... The streaming service because I think it would be quite fun to see that happen. But yeah. Are they I, that's what's secretly happened. working to make a new streaming service? Or is it a giant publicity stunt for him to get more followers when he comes back after a hiatus? Let us know. You can follow me at BioMosley on Twitter. And you can follow me at Bloodthringa, which is B-L-O-D-H-T-H-R-I-N-G-A. And that's on, you know, Twitter, Twitch, all that good stuff. Everything, everything. And with that, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe our show. Remember, your support helps us raise up in the rankings when it comes to Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. We're now on iHeartRadio. Yeah. Yes, so. definitely help us out. We, we'd love to hear. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. So get on there and give us some comments. We just love to hear from you. Yep. Oh, if you want to be on the show, check out the Facebook. We got a. Yep. Make an appointment. Book now. Little thing. Yeah, book now. So do we it. record mainly Tuesdays, but if not, we'll let you know the day we record. Yes. <laughs> life hopefully, happens. Hopefully life will settle down a little bit and we'll get back to a strict Tuesday schedule. Mm-hmm. This week was really hard for me because of everything going on. You know, birthdays yeah. and anniversary and stuff. So it happens. We had to move it. We had to move it to Wednesday, but good old hump day. Hump day, what what? <laughs> and on that, we want to wish you a farewell. Stay safe, stay sane. We'll see you later. See you.